Hey y'all, and welcome to this episode of Kayla's Coffee Moments, where we're having conversations like you would with your friends around a coffee table. We're chatting and listening and learning about topics that matter to us. So grab your coffee and come on in y'all. It's going to be good. Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of Kayla's Coffee Moments. Um, today on the podcast, we have my brother-in-law, Toby. Um, you can say hi. What's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> um, I was getting ready to say, to talk to you and be like, remember that time uh, Betty thought you and I were the siblings and Kelsey married into the family? We were at, I think, a Young Life event, and she was like, oh, I thought you two were the siblings, and we were so proud of that. So. Yeah, we were. But It was, it was pretty. It was yeah, a good moment. That was a good moment. So thanks for making our day, Betty. Um, but Toby married my younger sister, Kelsey, whom y'all met earlier on. Who? Whom? I think it's who y'all met. You who? don't ask it me. It was who. It's who. Y'all met on the podcast earlier in the season. Um, Toby and I are great friends. We work out together. Um, they kind of, me, Kelsey, and Toby kind of make up three amigos. So when I asked, man, when did I ask you to come on the podcast? It's been a while. It's been I told a couple you. months. Yeah, I gave you like a heads that. up. Yeah. But um, this conversation, Toby and I have a lot. So before we get into that, y'all know it's going to be about leadership. We all are, already mentioned that on the last podcast. But before we do that, Toby, tell us a little bit about yourself, What whatever you would like to tell. Well, um, I'm Toby. I um, am 29 years old. I am a young life leader with Kayla here in Barber County. I I'm a teacher. I teach at three schools here in the county, uh, Philippi Middle, Phillip Barber High School, and then Junior Elementary School. So I'm kind of all over the place. I'm really involved with the youth in the county. Um, I also coach football. Um, I spent the last year at AB coaching, and then this coming year I'm going to be at Phillip Barber coaching. So I'm about all about the youth, all about being involved with them. Um, like Kayla said, Kelsey's my wife. She's she's awesome, and we have a great daughter who we just celebrated her birthday today, actually. Today. So, happy birthday, Zola! Like Yay. it's pretty cool being a dad, being yeah. a husband. It's some of the best, you know, the best things about me is being a dad and a husband. So, yeah, um, something that I'm really blessed about and really thankful that I have. So, good deal. Yeah. Well, like I said, Toby and I. We talk all the time. Um, Kelsey generally is in on those conversations too, but we haven't figured out how to do the three mic yeah, thing yeah. yet. So, um, but this is a conversation really um, that Toby and I talk about frequently. I think probably you also coach. I don't know if you said this. You coached middle school football for years before you were at AB. So you were a I head did. middle yeah. school um, football coach for three years. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere. Um, more than yeah. two for sure. Yeah, it was more than two. I think it was three, three or, or four, yeah, maybe. I think I can't remember. I was an assistant there and then yeah. he was the head coach. So but in that, so in and coaching has always been a big um dream of Toby's to do that, especially when it comes to football. But he also coached basketball, like I said, he's really involved coached with coach track for three yeah, years. Co- yeah, track, all that kind of stuff. And like I said, being a teacher and everything. But you've also had jobs where you did some contracting stuff. Um, you worked at Lowe's for a while. You're like you said, you're also a husband, you're a son, all these sorts of things. You're involved in churches and young life. And so 
leadership. Toby has a lot of leadership titles if you look at what that looks like. And so I can't remember. Toby's actually the one that brought this conversation up. Uh, And basically what we're talking about today is how leaders determine the culture of the groups they're involved in. Now, before it gets all kind of crazy and stuff, I think the first thing we need to do, Toby, like I said, is the first one who introduced me to this kind of phrasing, I guess you would say. Um, Toby, when you talk about the culture of a team or of an organization or whatever, what do you mean by culture? I mean, I think culture is, I mean, it's your way of life. Like yeah. it's, it's your beliefs. It's, I mean, it could come down to what the people around you are eating. Right. Like it's everything that encompasses a group or an organization, um, or family. Like right. Culture. I think at the at the heart of things, you know, it's a sense of belonging. Like mm-hmm. um, what you belong in can determine like how you act and how you handle yourself. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of, in my opinion, there's a lot of different cultures, bad or good, that is dictated by, I guess that's the right word. Um, you'll notice yeah, throughout this can. throughout this conversation, <laughs> I'm really bad with words, but you know we'll we'll I be think, all right. I but, think dictated or influenced anything. or influenced by yeah. the leader or lack thereof plays a huge part in right, right. And so, like it can be, like you said, it, it's the way of life, it's the attitudes, it's the environment, it's the um, beliefs, it's the actions that take place. It's just how you see things play out, the demeanor of the people in the group. And remember last podcast, I talked about leadership can come down. It's a family. There's a leader in a family. There's leaders in organizations. There's leaders in churches, in your business, in schools, in community organizations, in government. Leadership is everywhere. And, and and so those groups of people, that's what we're kind of, uh, I think generally when Toby and I have this conversation, we're talking more along the lines of like team stuff. Cause I think it came up when you were coaching. Yeah, definitely. I I mean, and that's kind of my whole life is based around sports and being on a team and being part of a group of, you know, dudes or, you know, when I coached track, I even had, you know, females like, and it's just, I guess it, it, really it's just like how you how you present this organization or team and family i you know i think family i didn't really think about it in the family aspect until last week or a couple weeks ago when i listened to your last podcast but family is so huge because you do usually have that parent or that family member that everybody goes to the reunions and they're like that person's the one in charge like it's (laughs) like he's the guy and how do He's usually an uncle or an aunt, but like, how do you determine, how do you get into that position? So it's just but, the person who does. Yeah. 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 So probably a two, right? Or if <laughs> I don't eight, know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, oh, I'm an Enneagram nine. I, we oh, didn't yeah. talk about that. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Kayla talked about that I with everybody. I may have told everybody so. that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely a nine. So. Yeah. Full, full on. That that's a that's good though. If I think I told everybody on that podcast, which you can go back and listen to. That was with Taylor. We talked about personalities and um, Enneagram was one thing that came up. But we talked about how 
a lot of the majority of people in my life are nuns. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So in knowing what culture is now that you guys have an idea when we're saying culture, we're talking about the tone, the, the beliefs, all that, that just a whole encompassing way of life for that group or, you know, team organization. I think the biggest thing, which Toby's kind of already touched on, how does the leader determine the culture? And when I sent that question, I almost, it's almost like, how does the leader not determine the culture? Like, to me, that seems like, when you start thinking of it that way, like, how does the leader not? But like, explain to me, and because again, you were the coach and you were seeing this, this, how it affected your team but how do you see uh, how a leader can determine a culture good hopefully or bad yeah i mean let's like being a leader it's it's a gift to be a leader and i don't think i'm necessarily born with that gift um it's something that i'm the guy that kind of stands in the back and let things (laughs) happen and then like jump in where i need to so it it was a definitely a learning curve for me where like when I started all this coaching and being you know in the the being involved with the youth like eight years ago or whatever like it it's it took some time to be a good leader and sometimes I feel like I dropped the ball sometimes with with right. that because you know to be a good leader or to you know how a leader defines the culture around them good or bad i think it's comes down to how they treat people Mm. um you know you can as a coach you can go into a program and you can put things together the all these all this stuff like here's the rules you got 300 rules you have to follow okay sure that's a great thing but what happens if a kid doesn't follow one of the rules like how do you handle that? Well, based on how you handle that as a leader, I mean, sets the it, culture. it sets the tone and sets the culture. If you if you punish that, sure, then what happens if the next kid does it? Or the kid who is your favorite kid, what happens when they do it? Like, that all determines the culture, good or bad. I think that sets the culture. If you're, if you're consistent, I think it helps culture uh, uh, flourish. And if you're not... I think it takes away from culture. Consistency and communication are the two biggest things, yep. in my opinion, that um, drive the culture in a positive way or takes away from Tank the... It. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think consistency and communication, if if you can c- communicate in any kind of thing, like if you're a boss, if you're a, a coach, if you're a teacher... It, whatever that looks like i think it goes into even that's just leadership in general like i feel like that we could we could take out all leadership training and just say be consistent and communicate clearly i think it was the last podcast i talked about but there's a pastor who says a phrase says clarity is kindness and he was talking about it in relationships but again if y'all are take trying to step up and be in a relationship clarity is kindness be be decisive in what you're saying um know what you're talking about that sort of thing and know when to ask for help that's that's 
And I don't know if you can be consistent without communicating clearly. Right. Um, but even in your own, even in leading yourself well, communicate where, you know, feelings are off or where you're not feeling well or whatever. And also be consistent. Yeah. Drink your water. Like get outside. Like do all these things. Like, or you can consistently not take care of your body and not listen to it or whatever. So I think it's the same thing. I think leadership in general, like you said, it's either what makes it flourish or what makes it tank. Like, yeah. And I think you said it like ask for help is a big one for me personally. Like I think delegation is, is huge. Like as a leader, you don't have to put everything on your shoulders. And I think good leaders know that and good leaders see that. Like with, with football, like there are so many, positions that you have to coach you you know your quarterback your running back your offense line uh your tight ends your fullbacks your rod receivers whatever it looks like ha- some some of you don't even know what I'm talking about <laughs> but like you have m- multiple positions that you have to coach just on the offensive side of the ball but as a head coach I know when I first took over I tried to do it all and and that first year was really rough on me because I was trying to do it all because well, if I want it done right, I thought I had to do you it myself. Do but that's not that's not the case. Um, towards the end of the year when I started delegating things, things got so much easier. Um, I was less stressed. You know, we started doing better as a team. Right. And, and we started to flourish. Like, the, the culture and the morale started to to rise. So. Right. Well, I think that, again, you can take it back to families. You can take it back to organizations or businesses that person in charge uh my one friend said something with good leaders don't ask anyone to do anything that they aren't willing to do it doesn't mean that they do it it doesn't mean that they even have done it but like if you're not willing to put that foot forward right so i mean Mm -hmm. that's an you can look at that ethically or you can also look at that in like how how you do how you run things so but if you look at it, even a family like what you're talking about this idea of like if one person tries to take on all the things no one can do that well so if you communicate clearly and stay consistent about it in training children in you know, training the next employee coming in and that sort of thing. If, if everyone's communicating well, and then someone says, Oh, Hey, actually like at my old job, we saw it done this way. Or, Hey coach, I think this, I'm not even going to pretend to speak football, but like if, you know, if they're on the field, they may be able to see something that you can't see from the sidelines or vice versa. And then when that communication is there, it helps everyone. It doesn't mean, the boss always has to be right or the coach always has to be right or the parent always has to be right. If there's that communication line there, again, it allows everyone to flourish because it's like, oh, no, I didn't see that. Or, no, I did see that and you're only seeing one half of it. There's another component that you're not seeing. And so I think when you communicate within that and can explain and, like you said, delegate but also there's a training there's a trust there you know you as a head coach you have coaches assistant coaches and volunteers and things to that you have to trust 
Like you're not going to yeah. hand off those jobs to people that don't, you know, you're not going to ask me to come train your wide receivers. I might. <laughs> you might, just, no, but you kidding. wouldn't yeah. because you know, yeah, right. I have no, I don't, I just know that's a title. I don't even know what they do. Receive. That probably means they're on offense. That's about all yep. I got. Yeah, you're close. So, you're close. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So like there's a, there's a trust there that you have that you're going to ask whoever to be on your staff and kind of the same thing. You're not going to ask the two year old to be in charge of unloading the dishwasher. They can't yeah. reach anything, but you may put them in charge of holding the dustpan to sweep the floors, you know, things like that. Like yeah. you, you know, you're not, no one's going to ask me to come into a accounting company and rearrange things. I'm a physician assistant. That's, I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like right. there's a trust there, you know, when to give and take, but also there, there's, you have trainable moments. Like eventually the two-year-old gets taller and they can start doing other things. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't know. Like, I, you know, just thinking it's kind of like a question and you, you know, you guys might be able to answer this um, when you listen, but do you think a leader has to have some sort of control over each aspect of their organization or family? I'm um, like, not necessarily family because everybody's kind of on their own. In, in the big scheme of things, but like an organization or a team, whereas like some coaches I know um, and I've listened to their podcast and, you know, went to clinics and they, they don't control any aspect except for the organization part of the game uh, where the rod receiver coach, he says, this is what we're doing. And he goes and runs it. He has no, he doesn't talk to the rod receivers. Doesn't he's more of a, an ownership boss. Like he doesn't. Over so like, you're kind of like, is there such a thing as delegating too much as a leader mm. and turning the reins over to your assistants? If we're talking about football or right. sports, like too much, is there is there a certain thing that's too much? I, I don't know, but I've yeah, you know, because I'm go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying like, and that may change person, organization, to organization, and group to group. But and I and I think it comes back to. I think it all comes back to communication. Right. You know, that's, it's okay to, to give that all the, so if you're talking about the rod receivers and you're giving the reins over to that coach, then I think that's okay as long as he knows what you expect. And, right. And I've been in, I've been an assistant coach where that wasn't communicated. Like, yeah, right. you have, for me, I coached the running backs at AB and that's what my job title was, is to, to be the running backs coach pretty much turned the reins over to me solely like he I got what I was supposed to teach them what we were running on offense and then that was pretty much it but then when we'd come to practice and I wasn't running a drill the way he wanted me to run the drill or I wasn't didn't teach this the way that I was supposed to in his eyes teach it then you know I kind of was the bad guy or I was in I was at fault for not doing it the way he wanted it but, right. you know, then I'm just like thinking, well, that wasn't communicated to me. And as an assistant, so, you know, I'm not, I wasn't, I, I haven't always been the head coach. So I've kind of had, I've had to see how people do both lead. Right. So like, um, you know, so I'm just kind of like that affected the way I felt right. towards the leader. I know I'm kind of jumping around. I think I'm almost jumping to the end of oh, our no, questions, okay. but like, 
um, as a, as a person working for the leader that affected the way I felt about the leader and then the organization. Right. Um, you know, so like, but in that you were talking about like the fact of like, can you, can you loosen the reins too much? And it sounds like you can, but then you have to fully do it. Right. There's gotta be that trust there because then if not, you come back to what, what you were describing is what most people will call micromanaging and this idea of like, Oh no, do what you want. Oh, but not that way. Right. Right. And that's what most people, when I ask bad leaders, they said they were micromanagers or they had trust issues and didn't, you know, communicate clearly and that sort of thing. So that's what you're saying is that you've got this micromanaging makes people feel irritated or less than or that they're not doing a good job or and I think and maybe again correct me if I'm wrong but for me in my eyes like if it's like oh hey I want this drill ran this way if you say that and teach that and then allow communication to be open and for that person to respond back and say oh yeah that sounds good we can run it that way or I don't think that's going to work for the group of kids we have or mm-hmm. whatever that looks yeah. like that communication is allowed to be open. But when there's those expectations um, that are not, again, I think it just comes back to communicating clearly and then there are trust, a trust has to be there. And I don't blame leaders when they don't trust people. I don't blame anybody. If you don't trust people when you haven't had conversations with them, like how are you supposed to know what anybody's thinking? Yeah. Or how mm-hmm. anybody's planning anything if you're not having that conversation. So, right. Right. yeah. So, in that, so obviously, a leader determines the culture that is of group of people. How do they play a bigger role? Or do they play a bigger role than everybody else? The question is, do leaders do leaders play, play a, a, the big role in setting the culture? So let's say you've got a great leader at the yeah. top of things, and you've got a whole bunch of terrible, don't know anything about their job, have never been on the job before, whatever, group of workers. Does yeah. having a good leader matter, or is they, are they just going to be crappy workers? Well, I think, I mean, I think good leaders matter, but I think you can't have crappy workers. <laughs> like, I, because you can be a great leader and go into a crappy situation. Yeah. Like, and most, you know, I'm not trying to take shots, but just in my experience, most uh, college football programs in the state of West Virginia or high school programs in the state of West Virginia are crappy programs and crappy culture. Like, when when you think about our football program here in this county, it, people expect them to lose, right? Right. Like, and so, why is that? Explain that. Right. I mean, well, I think it does come back to leadership 10, 12, 15 years in the making or even, longer. Yeah, even more. But, but I think over – so now, like – as you're coming in, like this year, we having a new, new head coach. You know, I think Nick will do a great job, but we're not going to get down to that. But like, 
Right. I think when you have new leadership come in who could possibly be great leaders with great plans, the the culture, if the culture doesn't change, if the culture is bad and it doesn't change with them, it doesn't matter how great the leader is. So, like, right. I think great leaders have great plans, but if the people don't buy into it or don't try to buy into it, then it doesn't stand a chance. Right, because um, the so, culture is already set. Right, and I think on the football side of things, I, you know, it's you fix that by winning football games. Like, if you can win, then it fixes it. You but, mean it's consistent? There's consistency? Oh, yeah, so if, <laughs> yes, right. So consistency, right? So I think, yeah, I, leaders play a huge role in setting the culture negative or positive, but the people in the culture also play a huge role. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Now, like, it's a simple fix. Buy into the system that the the person in leadership has set, and then, you know, you, you can really quickly figure out if it's good or bad. Yeah. But if you're not going to give it a chance, then... Well, I think, I mean, I think you can look at, I think politicians are a big thing in this one, right? Like you look mm. at um, a lot of promises that are made of how things are going to change by what they've done. And I'm not saying that they're lying. Like we're not getting into that and that sort of thing. I know one person is not in charge of the government. And so there's checks and balances and that sort of thing. But it's kind of that same idea. Like if you get a brand new leader that comes in, whether it's of or a brand new leader that comes in and switches the shift of the 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 house or switches or congress of you know or even just down to city council and that sort of thing county commission the people who decide how much money goes to what in your county one person if they're saying i'm going to do da 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 da, da there is i feel like most people who vote for them or even don't vote for them but elect them into office there is you're buying into that culture you're yeah. trusting that what they said they were going to do they're going to do and sometimes you see it done and it's exactly what you wanted now sometimes you don't and again we're not getting into you know sometimes that's out of their control like maybe yeah. they made promises they shouldn't have made but this idea of when when a leader steps up and says like this is what we're going to do and stuff I mean, that's the sports movies you love to watch. You know, the coach that gets thrown into the team that they didn't want to have to coach because nobody else could do it. The, the You know, the coach that comes in and brings a team together through hardship because they lost someone last season or whatever. Or they were the underdogs and they won the championship. Whatever it is. Like, mm -hmm. that's... Have, you've never watched a sports movie about a team that's been winning championships that won the next championship actually yeah. that's a lot that what's that there is that one movie you like it a lot it's got a green team but anyway but that was the culture you know uh, what i'm talking about woodlawn yeah. is it woodlawn no nope it was the other one it's something when the games game yeah, stands tall the, or something. yeah i think that's what it's called but that coach talked about that he was like all i hear is about not breaking the streak it's about the streak they'd won like seven years in a row yeah, and hadn't lost or something it was like 80 games or something and so it was this idea of like the culture was we don't lose mm -hmm. to the fact of their identity was wrapped up in their culture and like 
so you know that's what yeah. that movie was about but again you have this leader i would agree that leadership i don't know i'd almost say maybe like we're given like 70 percent is leadership and 30 percent, but like but that's when it if it's yeah. bad it's bad like right. if you you can go in optimistic and with the best plan in the world and if you've got a team of kids who don't want to play mm. or can't play because they don't have the grades or if you go into a work situation and you get thrown in and everybody wanted somebody else and the boss sent you anyway and they don't like you it doesn't matter how good you are yeah the culture's mm-hmm. already been set and so and i but i think that comes yeah. from a leader at some point right yes i think it <laughs> i think i think when you look at that it, it is leadership at the big scheme of things, that like it could be fifty. Like if you're talking about our football, I know I keep talking about football, but it's it's like I eat, sleep, and bleed. <laughs> it's a lot of football. Kelsey Zola in football. Like that's like that's <laughs> that's my life. And but like it's fifteen years in the making or more. Like right. the the leadership and but like you said, I think you said seventy thirty. I I could see that. But when you're talking about right now, I think it's 50-50. Yeah. Um, because, like you said, you can be a great leader. That's just part of it. And then the other part is you have to have the people willing to buy into it and give it a chance. Because it can be a bad culture, but if they're willing to buy into if they're willing to buy into the program, yeah, then yes, it's a bad culture, but they're willing to try to get better. Right. With a great leader, even if you know, because there's been times where you're like, yeah, that's, I don't agree with that, but it could be for the better. Right. It like, could, be th- could it be wrong? Like, does it have to be wrong just because you disagree? Right. Not necessarily. So I think, yeah, I think if you're talking about it right now, it's 50-50, but I think leadership plays a big role over the course of years because yeah. it, or months, or, you know, you could have a, a boss retire and he was a great leader and it's great company and like three in-house people apply for the job and two people apply outside of the company and then one of the person outside the company gets it i you know it's hard like the people they're like yeah Yeah. i'm not going to buy into that like right so then what like bad culture bad leadership right bad leadership bad culture that's what so, I, it's sounding more like I think most people would agree it's hard to overcome the bad part, right? If a culture's great and a great leader comes in, yeah, then okay. Well, yeah. But it's we're not but, really talking about that, <laughs> right? Like, but that's what I yeah. mean. Like if it's it, it, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and if it changes, okay, it shifts. Yeah. There's a shift, right. but you're not really worried about the culture going downhill. It's already there. Yeah. So it's when you've got a bad leader or bad culture that's already been set in stone that it's going to take a lot. And again, we're not saying it's impossible. Yeah. It's just going to be hard to overcome that that mindset that's already been there for yeah. for years. I mean, again, you can look at our nation right now. You can look at families, you know, with when kids grow up in a in a home that is is 
unkind and, and unhealthy and all that and they get pulled out of a home and get put with with someone within their family or another family or whatever that's a you know just because the parents are loving that take mm. them in doesn't mean it changes yeah. overnight like there's a yeah. lot that they have went through that got them there and i understand like that's more than just culture like there's a lot that's going on there but you know what i mean like yeah. things don't just change overnight bad doesn't you don't just start trusting people yeah. overnight and that sort of thing yeah. so yeah i think like you don't not you know people don't see culture as as like this thing that we really talk about a whole lot it's just kind of like it just there. happens. It's just there. Yeah, so. I and I think that's the conversation. That's why I wanted to have this conversation with you on here is because when you started talking about it, I was like, oh, I never put words to that before. Yeah. Like, I had never realized. And again, like, looking at organizations I grew up going to or looking at family units or looking at, like I said, the nation – over the past four years and how it's changed based on the leadership and the media. And that's what, what has been constantly given to yeah. us. Um, and I, I can't schools, you can see in how, you know, schools, I feel like a school that has been built up, you know, there was a principal there for 20 years and it was like, you know, if there was school of excellence, this was great, blah, blah, blah. That principal retires and someone else comes in and maybe that person doesn't last very long. They go somewhere else or whatever. And that seems to like kind of bounce around a little bit. And that again, consistently consistency plays a part because that school will go downhill, even mm. though maybe all of the rest of the staff stayed the same. When there's a leader that steps out for good reasons or for bad, that when there's inconsistency, it just kind of makes it hard. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna see that. Yeah. So I feel like we kind of already answered this just in the fact that we're having the conversation, but why does culture matter? I mean I mean you just said we don't like, think about it. It's right. not something we set, but so then why does it matter? Well, I, you know, do you at the end of at the end of the day, do you want production or not? Like if you're a boss in a business like I worked at Lowe's for a couple of years while I was in college. Like at the end of the day, at the boss, if he doesn't produce revenue, money, he's going to get fired. Right. Um, so he has to, like a team, he has to come and try to get his employees to make the sales that are necessary for him to have a job. Um, same way with leaders in a football team or a coach on a football team or leaders in the family. Like, I come from a really big family. Um, shout out to the Darty family. But, <laughs> like, our reunions have over two to 300 people at them every year. Um, but the people who put that on, the leaders of our family, air quotes, um, if they don't do a good job, people start stop coming. Culture matters, but we don't recognize that we're a part of a culture until it's either too late <laughs> and it's it's crap Tank. <laughs> or or somebody says no you guys really have something great here and you're like when you think of that we really have something great here what does that mean like well i think there's communities around us and you can see it 
in Harrison County, even with Bridgeport. I mean, talk about Bridgeport, and they probably don't talk about culture, but if I'm looking and comparing two different cultures, and you're just like, culture matters because they have people donating thousands of dollars to their schools, to their sports programs, to them to make things better, better. that are already good. That, that we would look at and be like, yeah, we'll take your hand-me-downs. <laughs> yeah, like it's cool. But then yeah. you have here, and it's hard to sell $300, three, 300 raffle tickets for right. a, one of those calendar drawings for a football program. Like it's Which is your, the only way you're going to get new stuff. Right, because that's the only way that we here can buy new stuff is when we fundraise for it. Right. And again, people are going to come with, well, there's money. But I, I we hear you. Mm. But why is there money? The The town is flourishing. You know, again, you're close to 50 or 79. I get it. Like, there's going to be, but that's that's almost the thing is like, culture doesn't care about your excuses like if you you can give them you can give your reasons Mm -hmm. as to why that's that's fine you're you're allowed to have whatever excuses reasons explanations whatever you want to call them okay but that's that's the tone that is being set that is the culture that is being developed for whatever reason that's what it is so either you're willing to accept it and sit with it or you know yeah figure something out and that and i've heard a bunch of times like you know talking to people um a bunch of people i you know i kind of i'm probably annoying to a lot of people because i just start talking to somebody and they're and we talk for 45 minutes to an hour are we shouting out the darties for that too (laughs) probably probably i don't know which side of the family that was for you definitely not definitely not the pulling side all right yeah um but yeah so like just talking to them, man, I lost my train of thought. You're going to have to edit Sorry. this one out. No, 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 no we're not. No, no, uh, no. But, yeah, I just. You're talking to people all the time, and you just walk up and start talking to them. Yeah, like about this kind of subject. I mean, not really this in, in detail, but, you know, it's 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 important that the the people around us and the people in our organizations, I mean, our community, to me, is a culture. Yeah. Like, it might not be as as deep as a football program or a family but like the community that we live in is a culture and when you drive downtown and you see the paintings done by a couple people in our community which are beautiful but then you have people saying how how bad it is or how like or or like vandalizing like or yeah like or vandalizing them and stuff like you we have great people around us that are trying to change and right and they don't even i don't even know if they know it but like or look at it on the on the on the level of culture but they're just like yeah this is crap and we need to change it right then you have them doing that but then you have people trying to tear it down and people who who don't think they're tearing it down even but they but they are or if they're not involved or they're not buying into the wanting to change it right right. it's not so much that they want to tear it down but in every the more the people, the more polarizing views you're going to get, right? Like in a family, eh, five people, you're probably all going to agree on most of it. You add five more people into that, and more and more. And so like you're going to have people on different ends of things. And so you have 
those trying to improve things and those trying to make it not great, um, complaining about it. But then you also have those who just are okay with it being the way it is. It's the mm. culture we've always had. We've so always it's done the it culture that we're going to stick with. Yeah. And so, again, I think that comes back to leadership in that consistency and communication, showing why it's important, talking about why it's important, um, for whatever it is, whether that's making a town um, revitalized and inviting, considering, you know, we want kids to, we want the town to build up and flourish we just talked, you've got to have money. Like that's the way the world works. Yeah. And so to do that, what do we do to bring money into this area and things? And, you know, we've, we've had people do trying to do that kind of thing for years. And sometimes it's hard in small towns. And again, I, we're not saying that it's just bad <laughs> attitudes that are keeping yeah. this, but it's the same way. Like a football team, like you can have the best leadership. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to win. Like, if you have kids that weigh 50 pounds on your team playing kids that are full grown boys, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. you know, th- right. there are dynamics that are, are not controlled, but how you, how you win and how you lose the way you make changes and the way you pick what battles are worth fighting. Um, the attitude you have, again, that's all part of culture. We're not just talking about the good parts and the negative parts. It's the it's the in between. It's the consistency. It's you know how you're treating your bodies and things like that. So, yeah. um, for the last question, again, you said I may have mentioned this a little bit, but um, the last question I have pertaining to this topic: What do we do? When we are not the person in charge, when we're not the leader, how do we change culture when we don't have that leadership role? I mean, yeah, I feel like we, you know, like you said, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but like, give it a chance, be open to the, the buy in, be open to it. Right. Um, now I'm not saying you have to jump on board with whoever yeah. the leader is. Don't like, be unethical. I, like, you can you can question authority, and that's okay to question authority. But buy in. Like if it's not unethical and it's not hurting anybody, right? What you've always done, if it's a bad culture, if it's if it's in a negative light and it's bad, like what you've always done, obviously isn't working. Right. Like so. I get that. <laughs> I, I I get that a lot. Like what's what we've always done. That's what it is how it's always been. Yeah, but oh, okay. Is that like, what do we want it to say the same? <laughs> like, yeah, like isn't this bad? So why are we just laying in it? Yeah. But but yeah, like I think with uh, yeah, like with negative culture, just buy in. Like if a leader comes, somebody comes, how do you identify the leader? Like if somebody comes with an idea, yeah, I think that might work. Or I don't really agree, but sure, like we'll try it. And if it doesn't work, then yeah, I'm not doing it. Or if it's unethical, then don't do it. But right. buy in, like right. do the job. If if it, it say you're on, with the company and you're an employee, and the boss is a new boss comes in, and the morale's real bad, whatever with your team, with your sports, with your company, whatever. If the morale's bad, the change. 
starts with you. Like, you can't expect change until you change. Right. So, like, if the boss is like, this is what we're going to do, then you have to change. You have to buy into it. And if you don't, then there's no way it's going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that comes down to, I think, last podcast I talked about, just because you don't have the title doesn't mean you're not the leader. So when you've got someone new coming in, just because you're not the coach and maybe you're not even the captain, it doesn't mean you can't influence the few people around you and then they can influence a few others. Yeah. Again, it's not, I'm, I'm not saying that's always going to work, yeah. but only you can make those, those changes and you decide to buy in or not. And so just because you're not, you know, the parent just because you're not the ceo or the manager or the uncle of the family right or the yeah. uncle of the family reunion yeah. uh doesn't mean that you can't buy in listen well and really offer your strengths when they should be offered yeah and sit back and listen and learn um, because even in even under bad leadership you're still going to be able to learn something. You're going to learn what you won't do. You're going to learn oh, yeah. how you're not going to, and you, you'll learn who you won't work for again or who you won't, yeah. you know, play for again or whatever. Um, again, this kind of twists and turns when we're talking about like jobs and families and that sort of thing. But I think you all get the point. Um, Toby, you have any closing thoughts on leadership and yeah. culture? I mean, I think, you know, culture before before this actually i always kind of put the the blame on the leader mm -hmm. like i honestly and then you know we talk about it a bunch and maybe i'm more heated when we're talking because uh, something usually happens and then i go off on tangents but <laughs> but like i think i think the people a part of the culture and the leader play an even part in positive or negative culture i with that being said, you have to play a part. Yeah. Whether you're the leader or you're not the leader. If, and you know, if you want to be the leader, be the leader. Right. Like, do what you need to be, go through the necessary steps and try to be the, that leader. Like, in, like Kayla said, you can, you can be a leader and not have the title of being a leader. Like, you don't have to have vice president or director or principal right. or coach. Like, we ask kids on our football team all the time to step up and be a leader. Yeah. I mean, and we, we have, don't name them captain. Yeah, we have student leaders in young life and all then, the time. Like, yeah. Yep. Like, so you can lead by buying into the culture. That's being a great leader. Right. You know, helping bring there's, – there's usually reasons why you're – like, when you get past the middle school level, you're not coaching – because you're a dad you're right. not teaching because you're a dad like usually you're coaching because that's what you love to do that's what you want your job to be right you want to influence people so be be you do you buy in if you're not the leader and if you are the leader communicate and be consistent that's you know i think wrapped up in a nutshell i think we could have made this podcast 15 seconds if right. we could have just summarized yeah. in that but yeah but i think i don't know i hope for everyone listening like i said 
I had never considered it. I had never thought of it this way. And so I hope that this conversation kind of sparked that, I don't know, that thought process and seeing um, maybe how you're allowing leadership to affect your attitude throughout the day. Like, rise up, go above it. Or maybe you can see like, oh, that's why this changed around. Like, we all bought into you know, what was going on and that sort of thing. So, or, oh, maybe this is how I need to turn my team around, like communicate better. Yeah, yeah. But, um, okay. So yeah, uh, I do have, Oh yeah. For, for all my leaders out there who have a leadership position, principal coach, young life leader, whatever it is, what I like, I'm challenging you to, give positive feedback to the people under you at least Mm -hmm. once a day like you know being a teacher like you get we get like teacher appreciation week which is one of the best weeks of (laughs) being a teacher because you get rained on with like candy and donuts and you know all the good stuff but you know as a principal one time this year one of my principals gave me some really great positive feedback. She just like pulled me aside and said, I really appreciate what you're doing. Like every time I walk by your room, you're engaged with the kids. They're engaged and like gave me some positive feedback and it was great. It made my week. Um, and it, I'm not saying you have to do it cause all the time because it's, their jobs like like if you're paying somebody like they're they're going to get paid for being there but if you can give any kind of positive feedback don't keep it in like tell them because that boosts morale like it's and again that goes for families yeah sporting teams churches organizations yeah community like and if you can't say it out loud write it in the letter or text it we like to text these days i don't but just, don't text Toby. You won't get a text back. Maybe, maybe after twenty four to forty eight hours, you'll get a text back. But maybe, if maybe. he wanted to respond. Yeah, as Gunner, he <laughs> that poor kid, man. The poor kid. He just knows anymore. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thanks. All right. Final question on the podcast. I've been waiting for this question. You've been all, waiting. All, I'm. All I'm interested. I don't months. know what your answer would be. So, um. Toby, what is your go-to coffee shop beverage of choice? Oh, you should know this one. Just oh, I a, should. I do know as soon like as I saw mo- your face. Like a mocha frappe. Like yep. Frozen. Uh, right? Is that right? The yeah, frappe? Like the yep. frozen mm-hmm. ice. and Yeah. Mocha frappe 100% of the time. Now, in the mornings, if I just need like coffee. Like real life. Yeah. Like real like life. just to have your coffee. Yeah. Coffee. I prefer sugar and creamer, you know. Yeah. If it's the color of hot tea, I'm good. But <laughs> weakling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely a weakling. Uh, but mocha frappe is my go-to. That's my yeah. favorite. Yeah. It well, ain't like just I'm always asking Kayla, "Hey, you got mocha frappe?" Yeah. Yeah, so. Which usually the answer is Yes. Yes. They, yeah. I think everybody. There's has a new coffee photo. shop. I'm just telling you this for the first time. I haven't told Dad and Kelsey. Let's see when they hear it on the podcast. Kelsey won't care that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a new coffee shop at Broadway at the beach. Sweet. Yeah. Looks good. As so. long as they have mocha frappes. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm sure they, they do. They should. It's something. It's going to be so- awesome. Like the social coffee or something. But, I don't know. 
if you're ever making me a mocha frappe, you got to put the chocolate syrup around the the cup. The cup. So, just saying that makes yeah. the whole drink. Yeah. That cool, makes the whole drink. Cool whip or no? Whipped cream? It don't matter. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't right. really care. Whatever. Yeah. Like if they put it on it, cool. Cool. Just a little if extra. Not. <laughs> well, a little extra. Way, now, cool whip if it's a dome lid. No cool whip if it's, if it's a flat. flat. Well, yeah, because then they're yeah. taking out some of your stuff. Where right. was that that we went and they're like, you want? whipped cream you're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> they didn't give it to you dad laughed at that for days yeah i can't remember where that was i don't remember where that was either <laughs> was that at king's island at the starbucks maybe there? at the I... starbucks in king's island yeah I, as I soon know. as i said cool whip or whipped cream then i was like oh my gosh wait that was Toby. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i don't remember maybe dad will remember but yeah all right. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks um, for having me. Hopefully, you guys can understand what I was saying. Again, I will tag Toby in the um, mm. social media things. Don't hit him up on there either. You'd be better off to text him to get a response. So if you have questions or something, comments, conversation, send it to me, and I'll let Toby know when I see yeah. him in person. You could always Twitter. I'm I'm more alive on twitter than anything else are you being sarcastic no for (laughs) real for real because i i had i had to be for for coaching at the college college. because that's how we recruit but yeah that's hilarious i did not know that i could delete twitter off my phone and never miss it yeah no yeah that's hilarious do not send me anything on instagram i don't even know where that app is on my phone (laughs) that's great yeah like i said (laughs) questions or comments for toby let me know and I'll be sure to let him know. So thank you. Hey, peace. Well, friends, I hope you feel encouraged and inspired today as we're finding how to navigate through life in the here and now. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and keep this conversation going. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore K L A B or also over on Facebook. If you would like I really hope you give this conversation that Toby and I had some good thought today. Um, Think about the culture that you're a part of in all the different groups, in your families, at your work, at school, in any organizations you're a part of, or, or church, or whatever it is. And I hope that you can give some positive feedback to those around you. Whether you're in leadership, you can give positive feedback to those who follow you, I guess is the right term, or you can also, if there's someone in leadership and they're doing a good job, maybe shout them out or like Toby said, encourage them, give them positive feedback, let them know that their leadership skills matter um, because they're, they're forming the culture around y'all. But no matter where you are today, I hope that you love yourself well, enjoy the day and continue being kind. Bye friends. Bye friends.